All right. Hello and welcome to the Newsmax Daily for Tuesday, January 30th, 2024. If you have listened to the podcast before, then you know I don't typically sound like this. I woke up with a little cold and sore throat thing today. National Plan for Vacation Day, created to help people live life to the fullest by using up the vacation days that you're given or that you have earned. Statistics show that until recently, the amount of vacation time Americans use has been decreasing since the 1970s. We've been taking less and less vacation and working more and more. Statistics also show that people are much more likely to use their vacation time if you plan a trip in advance. So start planning. And on the food calendar, you may have had one of these with breakfast or lunch today. It is National Croissant Day. And while most people instantly think of France, the croissant actually made its way to France from the bakeries of Austria. I basically grew up working in a bakery, and I can tell you that if a croissant is made the right way, It's not only very high in calories, but high in fat content as well. So enjoy. And if you're in the Northeast, you're probably not enjoying the weather much, maybe still digging out from Sunday's snow. The good news is the weather is getting better, not only throughout the Northeast, but in the Plains states that were also hit with more snow over the weekend and the Midwest as well. In Washington, D.C., House Republicans are expected to vote today on articles of impeachment against Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. More on that in a bit, but the deadly drone attack that killed three U.S. service members and injured dozens of others in Jordan on Sunday remains the top story. It's fundamentally different now because we have three families who just got the worst possible news. That's different. We do not seek another war. We do not seek to escalate. But we will absolutely do what is required to protect ourselves, to continue that mission, and to respond appropriately to these attacks. That's White House National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby in Monday's White House briefing. Now the whole world is watching to see what the response from the mighty United States will be. This is retired Navy SEAL and Newsmax host Carl Higby. I said it and I said it again. This is only a matter of time that U.S. service members were going to get killed because of this administration. Now it's happened. Three American military members that volunteered to serve this nation They're not coming home. This is one of the hardest things for me to talk about. You have a son, you have a daughter, a spouse, a mother, a father. Look at them. Look at them right now. Look look up your spouse in in your phone. Now imagine you hear a knock on the door. Pull back the shade. Three people in uniform. You answer the door. They tell you your family member's dead. That hug you got five months ago, that was the last time you got to see or talk to them forever forever. Three families got that this weekend for what? What did the United States gain strategically from that? People in Iran, Yemen, and a half a dozen other countries, they're cheering because Americans were killed. And Biden, the commander-in-chief's only comment about this was like eight seconds long. And then he followed up by a joke to the crowd and exited stage left. I want to point out that we had a tough day Lloyd Austin on two on his first day back to work, no less, said he was outraged. And this woman, 
representing the White House. What I will say, our deepest, uh, obviously our deepest condolences uh, go out and our heartfelt condolences go out to the families uh, who lost uh, three, three brave uh, three brave, uh, three brave of uh, three folks who are, who are military folks who are brave, who are always fighting, who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration. No, we we don't fight on the behalf of any administration, lady. We fight on behalf of the country, of the U.S. of A. I mean, is it really that hard for her to choke out any resemblance of sincerity? You have three dead, 30 troops injured because this administration has the worst foreign policy of anyone going back to before Jimmy Carter. And well, what are you going to do differently because of this? More than 160 attacks, and you have made zero changes on foreign policy, zero changes on the rules of engagement, zero changes to troop protection, stationing, and movement. Nothing. So spare me your outrage, Mr. Diversity Hire Lloyd Austin. And you know what? Anyone who voted for Biden or supports Joe Biden in the upcoming election, anyone who thinks they might vote for him again, this blood is on your hands too. You are accountable for that. You knew that Joe Biden was a complete foreign policy disaster. Obama's Secretary of Defense, Robert Gates, warned us. He told the world that he was a disaster, and you didn't listen if you voted for him. So don't give me that, oh, I didn't know. You did know your vote has consequences because you are more interested in having, not having your feelings hurt by a mean tweet, and now you... Biden supporters killed three of mine. Carl Higby is the host of Frontline, 5 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. And let's go to last night's edition of Greg Kelly Reports. The world now respects America's policy of peace through strength. The United States is again the confident leader of the free world. For 30 years since the end of World War II, our strategy has been to preserve peace through strength. Affairs. I'll continue our policy of peace through strength. America is fulfilling our destiny as peacemaker, but it is peace through strength. We are stronger now than ever before. Peace through strength. It's simple but brilliant. It makes a lot of sense. It's kept us safe for a long, long time until Joe Biden started to blow it off. Peace through strength. That is so... That's so what, Republican? I don't know. But now it's, please don't hurt us. Please, please, we don't want a problem here. And our feckless, weak approach, I do believe, brought on the casualties we saw this weekend, the deaths of three great soldiers in Jordan. Not quite sure what the heck we're doing in Jordan, by the way. Uh, That's where it happened in the northeast corner of the country, Tower 22. How did we get here? I mean, look, there have been dozens, more than 100 attacks over the past couple of weeks on our forces over there, and we did next to nothing in response. Um, I think it happened, the deaths, because of these kinds of statements. We are not looking for a war with Iran. We are not looking to escalate the tensions any more than they already have been escalating. In fact, everything we've done has been designed to try to de-escalate those tensions. I made it real clear to Xi Jinping that... uh, we're going to compete fully with China, but we're not going to look we're not looking for conflict. I made it clear to him again when I've told him in person on several occasions that we're not looking for confrontation. In a word, lame, lame, L-A-M-E. 
Uh, Joe also is, I believe, compromised all over the world. So that kind of puts him in a very awkward position. And we're paying the price. And who is the moral heart and soul right now of the Democrat Party? Not Joe Biden, but <laughs> these two characters, right? AOC, Rashid Tlaib. He's got to worry about them. As far as we go, the American people and our brave fighting men and women, all that stuff about God protect our troops. No, he never really meant it. And sorry, this is this is asking for trouble. Retired Marine Lieutenant Colonel Greg Kelly, host of Greg Kelly Reports weeknights at nine o'clock Eastern. In yesterday's Newsmax Daily, I played a clip of Nikki Haley talking about this on the campaign trail Sunday. On Monday, the former U.S. ambassador visited the Newsmax studio in New York City. Ambassador, thanks so much for joining us here in studio. Thank it's you. It's an for honor me. to speak with you. Let's dive into what happened over the weekend. You already said that the United States should retaliate swiftly in the way that only America can do. If you were commander in chief right now, what would you do be doing? So first Iran? of all, it's yeah. not that we hit Iran hard. It's that we hit Iran smart. There's two totally different things. This doesn't mean you just go bomb Iran. What it does mean is the one thing Biden did was lift the sanctions. It sent all of that money into the proxies that allowed them to get the missiles and all the ammunition they needed to hurt our soldiers. Put the sanctions back on, first thing. Second thing is go and look at the production sites where those missiles are coming from. Take those out in Iraq and Syria. Thirdly, go after the IRGC members that are making these decisions. It's strategic. It's not that you just go bomb a country. You go and you take out one or two of those leaders, it will leave them flat-footed. That's the way you deal with Iran. Ambassador, should this have ever happened? I know no. that's kind of a general statement, but the way of following this along, this didn't need to happen. What, what's going on It's what's infuriating. I'm the wife of a combat veteran. He's deployed right now. The one thing a military family wants to know is that America will have their back. Biden didn't do that. 160 strikes in Iraq and Syria, dozens injured. You see two Navy SEALs murdered. Then you see these three soldiers that were murdered. That shouldn't have happened. It started with Afghanistan. It went on further with Ukraine. It went on further with how they dealt with Iran, with Israel. And now you see what's happening in the Red Sea. Biden has been scared of his own shadow from the very beginning. And because he didn't do anything to prevent war, we are actually on the verge of one, and we have to stop that from happening. Yeah, I, I want to talk about the U.N., of course, your former U.N. ambassador. We know that a lot of senior U.N. officials are very negative when they speak about Israel and they seem to support Hamas and Palestinians instead. We're also just learning about UNRWA, of course, those 12 members accused of actually helping Hamas attack Israel. What do you think should be done? Are you surprised to hear this? Should we have anticipated this in advance? Not surprised at all. It is why when I was at the United Nations, I cut off all U.S. aid going to UNRWA because we saw in the schools, the textbooks, they were spreading terrorist conversations. I mean, it would say if you have five Israeli soldiers and you kill three Israeli soldiers, how many Israeli soldiers do you have left? That's what the textbooks were. We knew that the people working in UNRWA in UNRWA were helping all of the terrorists. I mean, you could see it. 
And so we stopped all USAID going. The world condemned us over it. I said, well, if the Arab countries care so much, they can pay for it. Why does the U.S. have to pay for it? And look at what happened. This is absolutely no surprise. Biden went and started giving money back to UNRWA, and he can sit there and say he actually was part of the problem as to why this happened to Israel in the first place. Former U.S. Ambassador and presidential candidate Nikki Haley in studio with Katrina Zish and Bob Brooks on American Agenda. Let's bring things domestically here at home. Let's talk about the border. As it stands right now, about 300,000 people cross the border each month. It's completely out of control. You've said you would build a wall, but you would do more than that. You want to do more. So expand on that. What's that look like? Are Are you talking deportations? So when I was governor, we passed the toughest illegal immigration law in the country. President Obama sued us over it, and we won. We'll do what we did in South Carolina, and we'll go national. We'll do a national e-verify program where every business has to prove that the people they hire are here legally. Defund sanctuary cities once and for all. Make sure we put 25,000 Border Patrol and ICE agents on the ground and let them do their job. Go back to the Remain in Mexico policy so that no one even steps foot on U.S. soil. And instead of catch and release, you go to catch and deport. There are no excuses why this hasn't been done. Republicans and Democrats need to get in a room and not come out until they have a solution to this. So there you go. GOP presidential candidate and former U.S. Ambassador Nikki Haley on Newsmax. This morning, the Wake Up America crew spoke with Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen about the congressional negotiations for the border. If Republicans don't do anything on this, Biden is going to message to the American people that aren't plugged in that, hey, we tried to... Dress immigration. Republicans didn't want to play ball. Where in reality, with the stroke of a pen, as you said, remain in Mexico, Title 42, catch and release, they could start building the wall again. All of those policies could be handled through executive action. The problem is Joe Biden might win the message war on the border, which could help him in November, which is a loss for you. We, We need an immigration bill, and James is doing the best he can with it. And James is such an honest broker. He won't dare say something that isn't actual factual yet. So he's not going to go out there and say what's in the bill when he doesn't know because they're still negotiating. So he he is as honest as it goes. Um, the the real reality is, is you're, you're right. There isn't one thing that has to be done technically that uh, Biden couldn't do himself by securing the border. Right. What we're trying to do, though, is get a border bill that sets up future Congresses, that sets up future administrations where they can't play games like they are right now. That they, The Biden administration has made the border political. It should be a national security issue. All Americans across the board should be trying to do this. We thought we could negotiate with them because they need it, because his numbers are tanking on the border. So we thought this was a good opportunity for us to start negotiating. The problem is, is they're not. They've now changed it, and they've already came out there and said, if it doesn't pass, it's because of MAGA extremists. Right. Yet we've been trying to negotiate with them for Mm -hmm. months. Is Trump hurting the negotiations? We only have about 20 seconds Well, he's not engaged in the negotiations. But he says that we don't need a border bill. So he's, he's involved, even if he's not directly involved. At this point, he's going, even if the bill's passed, can we implement it before I'm in office. Right. If we can't, then why play games with it and say, try to even make it a, as a perception that Biden is strong on the border. He's weak on the border. He's always been weak on the border. Right. That doesn't change. And so politics is a political year, Rob. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything, every vote we take, every decision we make is going to have some type of political ramifications in it. Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen on Newsmax. For more insight now on the border bill specifically, we go to the Chris Salcedo Show. 
They think by calling the amnesty bill a border security bill that Americans are going to fall for it. The bill reportedly allows 5,000 illegal aliens to enter this country every day. It rewards illegals with green cards, taxpayer-funded lawyers, and other goodies. Senate Republicans are blaming Internet rumors and President Trump for potentially derailing their deal with leftists. But Americans are growing skeptical of a bill that is being developed in secret. Many Americans are asking, wait, if the bill is so good for we Americans, why is it being negotiated in secret? Why is Mitch McConnell creating a border version of Obamacare? Remember, it was Nancy Pelosi who said, uh, 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 we have to pass Obamacare to find out what's in it. It seems Mitch McConnell and his Senate Republicans have adopted that Democrat standard or lack thereof. But some Americans are more than just skeptical of the GOP's clandestine efforts on the border. Some are acting. The Oklahoma GOP state committee members passing a resolution over the weekend disapproving of James Langford, the senator from that state, his work to pass a uniparty amnesty deal. The resolution, which was posted on social media by state senator Dusty Devers, said the Oklahoma Republican Party will cease all support for Langford until he ceases his efforts to push a Democrat amnesty bill with the GOP's name on it. The resolution ridiculed the amnesty deal, saying Lankford's work with Democrats like uh, Senator Chuck Schumer to make illegal activity legal was unacceptable. In my opinion, every state GOP organization should have similar votes notifying their senators. If those senators abandon their voters to please leftists in the Democrat Party, the state party and the voters will abandon those GOP senators. I suggest the Democrat voters do this as well, but we all know Democrats don't hold their politicians accountable for lawlessness. In fact, the opposite is true if the polling is to be any indicator. A new poll conducted by CRC Research for the 85 Fund revealed that 55% of Democrat voters would vote for a candidate pushing dangerous and deadly open borders. Not only should states push back on federal lawlessness, there needs to be a serious discussion in this country about a tried and true Salcedo Show axiom. It states, they can't hurt us if they don't have our money. More and more Americans must examine the wisdom of funding a federal government that is dishing out lawlessness and death to our people. Most Americans would conclude that paying people to hurt you is a clear sign of idiocy. And they would be right. Chris Salcedo is host of The Chris Salcedo Show, holding Democrats and Republicans accountable every day at 4 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. So, negotiations on an amnesty-slash-immigration-slash-border bill are continuing today on Capitol Hill, as is the push to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas and the Biden bribery investigation. President Biden, meanwhile, is in Donald Trump's hometown of Palm Beach, Florida today for a campaign fundraiser. I suspect you'll be hearing a lot about that on some other news channels that he's in Trump's backyard. Then I'll be headed to Miami for another event, which, by the way, Miami, Miami-Dade County and the city of Miami is becoming less and less blue. I'm not going to say it's becoming more red, but it's becoming less and less blue. Well, maybe it is becoming more red before heading back to the White House tonight. Keep it on Newsmax to keep up with all of the news all day long. It's available on most major cable systems, AT&T, Comcast, Cox Cable, Mediacom, Spectrum, Xfinity, and many, many others. 
and make sure you have the new Newsmax Plus. Now, go to NewsmaxPlus.com, get signed up for a free trial if you haven't already done so. It includes all of your favorite shows with great expert analysis and more. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. I'm Tony Marino. Thank you for listening to the Newsmax Daily, also now available, don't forget, on the Newsmax YouTube and Rumble page. Have a great rest of the day and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.